This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome back to Rams Talk Podcast. Sorry, we're a couple of minutes late. Uh, my computer decided it didn't want to do anything today. Uh, but we're here today after a massive, massive win against Stevenage. It probably wasn't a classic. In fact, there's probably a lot of bits that I don't even remember because I was half asleep. But we got the three points. That's what matters. And that's what the lads are going to be talking all about today. So joining me tonight, first off, Callum Bucock. How are you, Cal? All good. Thank you, mate. All the better that your Wi-Fi is now working. Yeah, no, I was a bit scared. <laughs> it's quite hard to go live when your <laughs> Wi-Fi doesn't work. Uh, we've also got Jamie Page. How are you, pal? Yeah, I'm good. Wi-Fi issues are contagious, though, so I'm expecting one of us three to drop out any minute as well. So we'll have to uh, we'll have to see what happens. <laughs> but yeah, one nil Sibley goal earned me sixty-five quid. I can predict the future. <laughs> wow! Think how many more bets you can put on after that, Jamie. You'll be a you'll be a happy man. Uh, and last but certainly not least, we've got Vic Singh. How are you, Vic? I'm all good. Buzzing after the three points. Let's get straight into it. Good man, good man. And as you say, let's get straight into it. And I mean, we should probably start off with the goal uh, because it was probably the best bit of the game overall. Uh, it wasn't a game that was filled with quality, but when we needed it most, one of our best players turned up and that was Nathaniel Mendes-Lang uh, puts the ball across to Louis Sibley, who took his goal really, really well. It was an incisive finish. Cal, what do you reckon? What a finish from Louis Sibley. Mate, it created limbs, limbs. for the, And for the first time, it created a, um, a, a scene that I haven't seen um, for a long time, really. Um, so, no, it was a game where it felt really frustrating. Um, a, a large spell was kind of 50-50. Um, neither team wanted to grab the name by the scruff of the neck. And then by the 50, 60th minute, um, when Warren made the changes, um they all made an impact. Uh, I thought Sibley was um, a great, and I thought the goal itself um, was a really well-worked goal. A great ball out from the centre of the park out to Mendes Lang, who does what he does, drives at the box, sticks it in, um, and uh, a really, really tough finish. Um, I think everyone kind of thinks that a tap, a tap in like that six yards out is probably a little bit hard, but the way it came in at him, Mendes Lang didn't give him any favours, um, and it was a great finish, turned it in. He's a, 
lived up to that uh, great finisher and training uh, that Warren keeps telling him about. Well, that's it. And you talk about the finish there, Jamie. He had to react really, really quickly, didn't he? And that's something only a natural finisher can do. He redirected the ball, just used the power from Mendes Lang's pass to direct it into the bottom corner. I mean, Owen Bradley said on commentary it was his first goal at home in two years, which I didn't realise it's been that long. Um, how big will it be, not just for Derby, but for Louis Sibley that that hit the back of the net? Oh, massive. And I don't know why I, th I thought that. I just saw him come on and I thought, if there's a match winner, if there's a bit of quality you need in this situation, it's Louis Sibley. And I was surprised to hear that. I, I thought maybe he scored last season. I thought maybe he scored this season, in all fairness. But yeah, I mean, Mendes Lang, brilliant. He didn't do much um, throughout the 90 minutes, but that bit of class, the ball from Corey Smith was, was sensational as well. And it was our, just our one bit of play. And Louis Sibley's got that intelligence just to know that if he puts it where the goal is, it's already got the pace to probably deceive the goalkeeper. And yeah, I mean, the scenes, like Callum said, in the the home end um, was fantastic. So yeah, we rode our luck at times. It was probably destined for a draw, but it doesn't half feel sweet when you nick it at the last minute. <laughs> Absolutely. And we've had a couple of moments like that this season, haven't we, with last minute goals. And it really brings, I guess, the whole fan base to life. I mean, the scenes on social media have been great. You know, if we hadn't have scored that goal, can you imagine how negative it would have been? But because we scored oh, the man. goal, because we got it over the line, it's uh, yeah, made things 10 times better. And Vic, I guess a question on that. So, I mean, yesterday, the, the atmosphere in about the 55th, 56th minute all of a sudden started to pick up. It had been silent all game because the game, to be honest, had been pretty poor. Uh, there wasn't a lot of excitement, but the fan base rallied, the whole ground sung. And we've been calling for it all season, haven't we? That improvement in the atmosphere. We really saw the impact that it can make. Yeah, definitely. I think the proof's in the pudding. And the boys realised that we were shouting from the stand, so they we knew we were doing our bit. So the boys gave that extra 10%. Probably helped with the change in uh, 60 minutes as well and the formation change. But that little bit extra support just spurs the lads on to go on and do more and just give that extra 10%. And in the end, that's what proved to be the uh, proved to be the final point when we got the goal and got the three points. So it was a good improvement yesterday in the home atmosphere. Hopefully that can continue because I think the lads are going to need it. I think we've got to look at every sort of game now as a cup final. So if we can give a cup final atmosphere to the remaining home and away games that we've got, just get us over the line for promotion, then it'll all be worth it in the end. We always lose cup finals, Vic. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I, I really, really hope that we don't see them in that way. Um, but what we do need to talk about, and I think it's a really important talking point, is obviously the loss of James Collins. Uh, I spoke about it like he died then. He, he hasn't died, but uh, in terms of his Derby career, that might be it. Um, obviously, picking up knee ligament damage, uh, took the ligament off the bone, which doesn't sound very nice. Um, you know, it's exactly what you don't want. Your top scorer out, whatever your opinion of him, he certainly had a big impact this season. And in that first half, we saw, didn't we, Callum, that we, we tried to play that three up top. We didn't really have a focal point. We were trying to play either Mendes Lang or Barkhausen as the number nine. It didn't really work. And we ended up with two midfielders that ended up, I, don't, I wouldn't say they looked lost, but they looked stretched. We didn't have enough in the middle. It ended up making us look unbalanced. And we really suffered without Collins, didn't we? Yeah, it was that link-up play, um, which we 
we can see Paul Warren likes. He likes his uh, striker to be able to uh, just take it in, have his back to goal, lay it off to the, one of the centre mids and then gets it out wide. Um, but I think the three uh, just tried to play like a fluid three. Um, they kind of interchange quite frequently um, and it just didn't seem um, like they've really practiced it during the week I think it was kind of obviously a, a, a last minute thing they've had to try and put together um, and it looked it and it just didn't quite click um, and you, as you say Max Bird and, and Adams in the middle just bless them just kind of were chasing shadows just trying to pick up loose balls and and try and get it out wide um, so no it, it's a massive loss um, as you say everyone's um, kind of been on Collins's back throughout the season he's not been one of them that you kind of, although the numbers say he's done really well, that you kind of think he's a, a, a talisman. Um, but he's been a great asset this season, much, much better than last season. Uh, and it's a shame it's uh, kind of gone this way. Hopefully he can be back before um, the end of the season and, and try and push us over the line. Yeah, it really is a shame. It really is a shame because, again, I've been critical of him and I had some people point that out when I was talking about it on social media. But that's the thing. You love players that dip in and out of form. You love players that don't impress you and players that do. And I think Collins, since probably October time, has really stepped up when we've needed him to. And, you know, you can't say anything more than that because... We were really struggling. We were really struggling for goals. We had a really poor run of form, but he was one of the players that stepped up, scored the goals. I mean, the two goals against Barnsley, yes, one was from a yard, one was a penalty, but that was a massive win. And if he doesn't score those two goals, we don't win that game. And who knows where we'd be without it. So, yeah, hopefully he's back before the end of the season. It'd be sad if that's the last we see of him in a Derby shirt. But if it is, it's a really good way for him to go out on a 3-0 win as well. Um, so I'm, I'm sure he won't be as upset about that. But before we, we talk about the potential new signing, Jamie, we need to talk about that midfield too that we've just mentioned there. Now, I think, you know, we talked about Collins coming out of the team. I think it might be time for the midfield too to come out of the team as well. I think we've seen it this season that it's not worked. We've had Bird and Hurahan there. We've now had Bird and Adams who are both, you know, quite athletic, quite fit and they struggle to maintain a foothold in the game. Does this really give the message to Paul Warren that we really need three in there? Yeah, I think so. And uh, But the golden question is, what three do you have in there? Um, do you go with the three that we had away at Charlton? Um, do you bring in uh, Thompson for a bit more energy? I'm not too sure what you, you do, really. Um, I think Adams has to start. Bird has to mm. start. But one, one player I was really impressed with is Corey Smith. Um, and another player that's had critics, but actually that that goal and, and just the energy and, and just the, I guess, the experience off the bench to be able to come on and, and just kind of get us going and turn us over was was fantastic. So, um, yeah, if, if, if it was me and I went with a three, I think it would be Smith, Bird and Adams um, at Barnsley. Oh, and now Vic's gone. It's going to be a... Uh, a two Jamie, we've, got to, we've just got to manage this. Jamie, we've just got to manage this. We've got to get through this next uh, couple of minutes because I think uh, <laughs> just like just well, like Derby, we're just falling on the wayside, aren't we? <laughs> well, we'll let him reset his Wi-Fi and then we'll we'll talk about it. But but Vic, I guess coming to you, let's talk about that that midfield. Um, obviously, there I've said that that potentially I'd go with three. What do you think we need to do going forward? Is it a two? Is it a three in your mind? Definitely not a two. I think if we want to get the best out of this team, we need the three. Um, even when we played three four three up until about sixty minutes, we look the back line looked disjointed, especially out of possession. 
players were falling over each other's feet at the back three slash back five. They didn't know where they were meant to be. So when we changed it to a three in the middle, it gave more balance to the team. Um, there was more onus on sort of the wing backs to do their job properly. Wilson had a fantastic game once he moved into that wing back position. And we looked more settled in the midfield three. We controlled the game better. The game management was better. Um, and it sort of just freed up uh, what. So obviously, Adam slipped back into his uh, CDM role and it just freed up Smith and Bird to do what they do best, which is create space and create opportunities. So. Yeah, I think we've got to go with the uh, mid midfield three to sort of progress and really just see the season out now. Because I think with the midfield two, we just we lose the battle in that midfield. We need that extra body there just to be that safety net for us, especially when we're defending. Yeah. And Callum, we've got to talk defensively. I think one of our best home games defensively, um, some, some really great performances. But, but one of the better performances and, and the man of the match, the skipper for the day, was uh, was Sonny Bradley. How good was he? Absolutely uh, immense. I think um, the, the Bradley that we all wanted um, at the start of the season, the one that we hoped uh, started that Wigan game, first game of the season, and it obviously just didn't go the way. Um, he was so composed, um, considering what he's been like all season. There was one um, where it came over the top. It actually went over Nelson's head. And he kind of Cruyff turned the touch back past the uh, striker who was putting him under pressure. And I was like, <laughs> I just looked at the bloke next to me and went, what the hell was that? Um, and uh, I think he really, really is just a confidence player. I don't know what Luton fans... Um, obviously saw uh, when he was there, but he just seems that once confidence is in him, he's he's absolutely unbelievable. And, and it's nothing that he does that's like out of the ordinary for a centre-half, but it just does the simple things really, really well. Puts his head on it, gets it out when he needs to get it out, getting it short off Wildsmith and starting the playoff every single time. Um, so, no, I think that for... All fans, I think we were imploring him for to have a game like this, to get him going and have a run in the team. And, and I, I'm glad that it's uh, paid off because I think a lot of people wrote him off um, probably midway through Christmas. And I think, uh, and uh, obviously we've got one of the guys on here who uh, has it, uh, hasn't turned up tonight who uh, isn't his best fan, but I think even uh, Adam would uh, be really proud of him. Yeah, exactly, and and even Adam took to social media to to give uh, <laughs> Bradley some some plaudits. So, yeah, I guess um, if if Adam's saying he's had a good game, he must have had a splendid game. Vic, how important will I suppose a player, but then also a leader and a character like Sonny Bradley be in the situation we're in at the moment? Um, he'll be he'll be massive. I think obviously he's got promotion behind him already. Um, I think from the League One to Championship and Championship to Premier League. So that experience is going to be key, especially if we're looking to leave Horan out of the midfield three. We do need that, that backup leader there. So Sonny Bradley's a captain at Luton. He's done it before, uh, and he'll hopefully spur us on to keep us going. But I've always thought having a centre back as a captain works better for the team. Mm. Just my personal opinion. I just think because they can see the game in front of them. They can dictate everything, dictate play, dictate players in certain positions. So, Sonny Bradley's experience is going to be key. Um, and I think it, it, the best thing about it is with his form, is I think he's had a run of games. And I think that's the massive difference. Having a run of games yeah. in the side, letting him get his feet, letting him find himself in this team, that's given him that confidence to now put in a performance like he did yesterday. And he was, he was superb yesterday. I've seen people talk about, do we go to a back two or a back, can remain with a back three and keep Sonny in there? 
I think it's hard to drop him after a performance like that. And I think it's hard to drop either Cashin uh, or Nelson as well. So long may their good form continue. But I'm really happy <laughs> that Sonny Bradley's um, form's picking up and he's probably the leader that we need to see us over the line. Yeah, it's difficult because I think defensively we look so good at the moment and we've got so many yeah. players that, that can kind of play along that back five or a four. Callum, if the game against Barnsley was tomorrow and we lined up with a four, what two centre-backs would you go with? Oh, God. I, I was just about to jump in when Vic said two or three, and I would stick with a three because I don't think you can drop the other two. But if I had to, um, I think I would still stick with Cashin and Nelson. I think they've built up such a partnership, and I think upsetting the apple cart will probably bring us uh, bring us down. But I, I think that Bradley has deserved such a run in the team. But And I think a three just gives him that little bit of confidence that he's got either side of him to really uh, well-assured centre-halves. If I think he's in a two, you, you've got just the one guy next to you. If, they, if you put a foot wrong, you could be obviously in on goal. So I think the three suits him in a two. I think uh, the legs have probably not got it in them. So I think having the three is probably the way to go if you're going to have Bradley in the squad. Yeah, and we'll go to YouTube. There's someone called Jake Barker on the, uh, on the YouTube <laughs> comments. So uh, he still wants to be involved. Uh, he said, got to bring Wilson in for Niambi if we're playing a five. And, and well said, keep the, the back three as it is. A couple of other comments. Uh, Dwayne Doyle said, Sonny Bradley was absolutely outstanding. Corey Smith changed the game, allowed to free out Max Bird. Then we're on top from then. Big three points. Um, Jim Johnson has said, I know why Adam's not on tonight. Bradley a stormer. Yeah, <laughs> he's got he's gone missing after that performance. Got to agree with that. Got to agree with that. In all fairness. Vic, coming to you. Um, another player we've got to talk about, Joe Wildsmith. He's back in between the sticks. Yesterday, another fantastic performance. You know, I see Derby fans say that he's the best goalkeeper in the league. I agree. I think he's fantastic. What happens now when Vickers comes back fit? Is it Wildsmith's shirt to lose? Is it a case that they're going to go back to Vickers? And how do you think that will kind of affect where we are at the moment? We need kind of consistency. We need stability, don't we? Yeah, definitely. And I think with Wildsmith, I think we're seeing the best of him now. He had that break where Vickers stepped in. And I think I said on a previous pod that Vickers will probably get three games before Wildsmith's back in. I think on the second game he was already in. I think Wildsmith needed a break to just sort of reassure himself and get back to his usual best, work on a few things that maybe he was doing wrong earlier on in the season. And now we've got him to his uh, personal best now. And uh, other than that one clangery made in that first half, which Sonny Bradley uh, cleared off the line, he made some great saves later on in the game. So we're starting to see Wildsmith back at his best. We th I think the defence feels more comfortable with him in goal as well, in terms of how he commands his area. I think if Vickers comes back fit, I think he's going to have to be the number two and it's literally Wildsmith to lose now. But it's nice to have the competition between the two goalkeepers. Because I think uh, if, if you want to be a promotion-winning side, you've got to have two goalkeepers that can push each other all the way. But I think it's Wildsmith to lose now and hopefully his good form can continue as we uh, push over the line. Yeah, for sure. And we, I guess we've talked about that whole back line. So I'll talk about the, I suppose, the the whole of the the back six, as you were. Thought Elder had a good game again, solid um, at left wing back. But right wing back is is potentially where I think we need to address Callum. Nayambi mm. obviously played out there. We've got Joe Ward. We've got Kane Wilson. So we've got options. 
Um, but but personally, I just don't see Niambi as a as a, a right wing back. What, what's your thoughts? No, um, I'm with you. Um, I think he's either a right back in a four or he's a, a centre half uh, in a three. Um, I don't think you can put him as a right wing back. He just uh, it's the attacking element. Um, a defending is obviously outstanding, one v one especially. Um, but I think when you go forwards, you need. Um, a threat, that overlapping threat. Uh, Elder struggles with it uh, himself, um, to be fair. So if you've got both uh, wing-backs struggling, then you're not really going to get far. So I think if if you're going to have Niambi, you've you got to put him in a, a back four or a right centre-back of a three. As soon as Wilson went there, different gravy. Um, I think he was absolutely outstanding. It just gave um, a little bit of help uh, for Mendes Lang um, that we know he can provide um, puts us well up the pitch because it just pins back your, the full-backs and the wingers from the... Because obviously they played a 4-4-2. It just meant the wingers just were never in our half that whole last 30 minutes um, because they're obviously having to track not only Mendes Lang, but you've got to track then the, uh, the right wing-back. So... Yeah, I think Niambi is such a great player that I think he needs to be in the squads, uh, at least it's just where you fit him in. And obviously, if we're sticking with the three, unless one of the centre-halves that currently are there are injured, I don't think he'll go there. And I just don't think that right wing back suits him. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, and I guess this is a nice issue to have, Vic. We're, we're talking about competition for places and at times this season, we haven't been able to do that. We've almost been, right, we've got to play that player here or maybe we've got to play a, a certain player out of position this can only be good for the running when we've got players competing with each other. Obviously, at the top end of the pitch, we'll, we'll get that sorted, I'm sure. But having competition, especially on that back line and in the middle, that's a, that's a really good situation to have, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think the key to promotion is having squad depth. I think now that we've actually got that with the, the players that we've got in the building, it's nice to see, especially with like the, the situation with Niambe. Obviously, Wilson is my preferred right wing back. But then you could always change the formation if we're protecting the lead and maybe go to a back four, put Niambi on. Because you know defensively he's going to be solid. Or like like Callum's already said, you can put him in across the back three as well. It's always good to have different options so we can have different systems to play in as well, depending on what game and what opposition we're playing against. So it's nice to have that competition all across the field. But the squad depth is key to sort of get us promoted out of this league. So it's nice to see that we've actually got round pegs and round holes this this season. And that's partly due to the success of what we're doing at the minute. So that's why we're second. 
Yeah, and I think we've got to give some credit to Paul Warren here. Um, we've mm. been critical previously. Yeah. Uh, we've had that episode that's our most viewed episode <laughs> on YouTube. I'll, I'll have why. everyone know. Yeah, exactly. But I think, you know, yes, he probably would have got criticised yesterday, but he seems to be getting his substitutions right. He seems to be getting his selections right. And whilst we're winning games and whilst we're staying in those those top positions, He's got to get it, you know, he's got to get the the plaudits. He's obviously got now decisions to make, but this is where he kind of comes alive. And, and listening to Richie Barker in terms of, oh, we know we need two points per game and we've been here so many times before. They're now in a position that they've found themselves in a, a few times in their career previously, Callum. What do you think is is the stance for for us moving forward? Then do you think it's that to still grow into games? Do you still it's still think mm. it's to weigh up opposition? What 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 are you kind of thinking in that regard? Yeah, it's it's a tough one because we seem so much of a threat as a counter attacking team. Uh, obviously, at home, um, that just seems to put not only the fans on edge because then you're sinking in, you're letting everyone invite and then you're trying to catch them on the break. And we're so good at it. Um, but obviously it, it works so well away, but not so far at home. So I think that we've just got to put whatever, obviously lineup they go with, whatever squads uh, they decide to go with uh, and obviously personnel. We've got to trust it because as you say, out of everyone in the squad, players, coaching staff, that there's no better people than who we've got at this point in the season, at this point in time, where we are in the table to get us over the line. Um, if you had said when uh, David Clowes had made that appointment, um, who would you rather have, Liam Rossini, an unproven manager, or Paul Warren, the serial League One promotion winner? Um, at this point in the season, I'd rather have the guys been there and done it and got the T-shirt. So, so yeah, so we've got to give him the credit where credit's due, um, especially when we've, uh, we're have we very quick to jump on him as a fan base um, and give him criticism, which some points in the season this season, he's rightfully deserved and not and the players. But when it's doing well as it is, got to give him credit. Yeah, and I guess the difference yesterday, Vic, was uh, Jake mentioned at the top of the show, 50-odd minutes. I think the South Stand in previous home games, dead silent, bit of frustration. Yesterday, they're loud, they're proud, they're cheering. And, and I do believe in, in certain situations in years gone by, they have sucked that ball into that net. And I think that's what happened yesterday. How important is that South Stand and the whole whole stadium in, in kind of adding that 12th man and getting us over the line? You, you sit in the South Stand, so you'll know it quite well. How important is it? I think it's absolutely key. I mean, if you look back at the, the season we got relegated, some of the games that we'd won was purely for the fact that the atmosphere was that good in the stadium. Like I remember when we beat Fulham 2-1. Fulham were yeah. flying. They were, they were ready to have their own promotion party that night. We still beat them 2-1 despite the situation we were in. The fans play a key part in how this team moves forward. I mean, if, if the fans, if the players can hear that the fans are buying into what they're doing, the players will believe it themselves. And before you know it, you've got a cohesive unit where the manager, the fans and the players are all singing off the same hymn sheet. If that continues, then that will definitely get us over the line. We've got our role to play, just as well as the 11 lads on the pitch, the seven subs and the, and Paul Warren and his backroom stuff. So we've got to do our bit to make sure that we can do everything to get us over the line. They'll do their bit, but let's keep this atmosphere going. Like I said earlier on in the show, it's, it's cup finals now. 
that's the mentality we've got to sort of approach it. So if we can build that atmosphere, do our bit for the lads, you never know how many points that'll win come out of the season. And if we've got ambitions of going up automatically or even winning the league at this point, which is still a possibility, then we've got to give it our all. Uh, and then the lads will give it their all as well. And that's all we can. That's all we want as fans is for the, the players to give 110%. And if we reflect that in the stands, hopefully we'll reflect on the pitch as well. Yeah, I think for me, it just it felt like we'd thrown it back five years. You've got Rami Ram yeah. getting involved in the celebration. You've got the bounce at the end of the game. You know, I think actually maybe now we've we've kind of revitalised that south stand and and we can get bouncing and and get loud and proud until the end of the season. And and we know how much how important it is. Callum, gonna I think we've we've kind of touched on the fact of uh, bringing in a new striker and we've obviously seen the name. We've obviously heard the interview with with Paul Warren. Um, he wears his heart on his sleeve. He'll, he'll tell you you know, his deepest secrets, if you ask him, I think. But Dwight Gale <laughs> has been mentioned, um, obviously a free agent after leaving after leaving Stoke. What's your initial thoughts on on that link? It seems to be gathering pace. Yeah, it seems to be just never to well. I mean, by the sounds of it, uh, paperwork was in by Friday. He even picked his shirt number by from some reports I've heard. So it was there or thereabouts. So it looks like it's going to be completed over the next day or so. And I think looking at the, the free agent lists that you've got in strikers. I mean, we, we put it in the group chat, we we're going to scroll through at some of the names and stuff like that. I think for someone who is, he's stayed locally, he's obviously been uh, in, in Stoke over the last couple of seasons. And uh, so he doesn't have to move, relocate too far, which again, outside of football is quite big um, at this point when you just want to come in for the last few. I don't know what you put him on a sixth month and then look at, the following season and see what he does. Obviously, the biggest thing is is his fitness. Where is he at? Um, I think we had a natter in the group chat and gone. He's probably going to be at least a week or two behind um, in, on everyone's match fitness. So, it, do you stick him on the bench and and just build him up, or do you do you stick him up top uh, and, and see what happens? I don't know. Uh, there's no point bringing him in and then and and then just obviously killing him. So, I think uh, that let's. Put him on the uh, the bench. Obviously, he's still got Waggon to come back. He's still got Washington. So I think him and as as a striker, uh, we've seen what he can do in the Championship. Let alone League One. He's he can put him in the obviously between the sticks. He'll put it in the net. Yeah, exactly. He's he's a goal scorer, isn't he? And that's what he's yeah. uh, he spent his career doing is is scoring goals. Obviously, we've got to wait for the EFL approval. We know there's a another couple of teams, but. I mean, maybe he looks at it and thinks that he can come in and, and cement down a spot for the next six months, which mm. if he is fit and if he's if he's finding the back of the net and contributing, I, I think he'll definitely be in there. Vic, we spoke in the chat and you kind of said that you've spoken to some Stoke fans and some, um, some people that have, have had him at the club previously. What's your thoughts on, on that particular signing if, if, it, if it comes to fruition? See, I'm, I'm quite excited at the prospect of Gale. I know he's 34, but I'm thinking to myself, if we can sort of revitalise him and get... I think maybe you, the poor one's really good at it. He's pulling his arm around a player and just making them believe that they are the best player in the world. If he can do a bit, little bit of that with Dwight Gale, he could get that extra five or six, maybe seven goals that we, we need in important games to sort of just get us the three points and just push us further and further higher up the table. So I'm quite excited by the signing. The right girl offers something different to what we've already got with the strikers at the club. I think with Waghorn, um, it's quite of a hold-up player. He'll run down the channel, say, with Washington. Collins was a bit of a hold-up player, Merchant, whereas we know 
with Dwight Gale, he'll play on the, the shoulder of the last man. It offers a different dynamic to the attacking uh, impetus that we've got. So it's an exciting mm. signing. I'm surprised he's at, available on a free. I know given his age and stuff, but the quality is always there. Like they always say, uh, was it form is temporary, class is permanent. So I reckon that's the same sort of that same sort of application with Gale. Hopefully he can get in and get get a. Oh, I'm stuttering my words today. Hopefully, hopefully <laughs> he can come in and hit the ground running. And then, obviously, if he can win us a few points along the way, that would be brilliant. Yeah, exactly. I agree. And I think um, if we if we can get it done, it, it shows that we've acted fast. You know, that that's the mm, most important yeah. thing. I think a lot of fans were worried that potentially Warren would be thinking, well, we've got Waghorn, we've got Washington kind of coming back. They're, they're both going to be on the grass in, in the next week or so. Um, but to be able to go out there and, and also be backed by um, David Klaus to, to go and get that done as well, it just shows the intent mm. this this season to to bounce back. But ultimately, if we were in maybe mid table, we probably wouldn't be be doing that. So it's all because no, we're we're in no. the race. That's it. Well, let's talk about Barnsley. It's Barnsley away next Saturday, Callum. What's your thoughts? It's two top teams, two big teams yeah. in this division. It's a hard place to go. We know on previous seasons that we've we've struggled there. They seem to kind of raise their game when they play Derby and, and, and find the back of the net. What's your what's your personal opinion ahead of that one? Barnsley's always been a, a weird one. Uh, it's a weird team that can either turn up and put you to the to put you to bed, um, or as when they came uh, to us, um, we we can do that. It, it's just on the day, you have no idea what which which team's going to turn up. Um, there's such a bogey team um, that's got good quality in it. Um, that's obviously still up there in the playoffs. Obviously, had a little bit of a stutter um over the last couple of weeks but which team in the in the in the next uh, top six haven't had a stutter um throughout the season so are we the game that they obviously try and bounce back i hope not i don't think they will i think we're in a good reign of form i think uh, the lads after especially after saturday um getting a last minute winner against a, a playoff rival um at steven Ijar, um i think that we're going to be in a, a, a good confidence and away from home we're class at the moment so I think that we can only go there with confidence and, and just see what we can do. Um, I think it'll be a smash and grab, if anything. I think we'll do a 1-0 win. I don't think it'll be a quite uh, an Exeter uh, display, but I think um, a 1-0 win will do me. Yeah, I agree. I think it is a massive game. And just looking at the table, um, people may have not seen it uh, yesterday, but but we're second on 66 points <laughs> and then Barnsley are fourth on 60 points with a game in hand. So they're looking at this, Vic, as a home fixture, as a chance to to, to get back in with the a shout of the, the top two. Because like we've said, the form at the top end of the table, we've seen how Peterborough have fallen away. And, you know, we were all looking at that at the start of, January thinking that they're definitely up. So Barnsley win this game and suddenly they're they're in a bit of form and and, and they've got a bit of momentum. What's your thoughts on the game? For me, it's a promotion six pointer. I think whoever wins this, I think we'll I think I'll be honest, I think if we win this and put a statement out there, I think we'll go up. Just because I think Barnsley's been that team where we always seem to struggle when we go to Oakwell. But um if we can nullify Devante Cole, if we can sort of nullify their wingers and close that space in the midfield, keep it tight like we have been the last few weeks and just hit them on the counter, well, we could easily sneak away with a 1-0 win. 
2-1. I'd even take a draw at this point, to be honest. I think even a point against the promotion rival still keeps us ahead of them. Um, I think the important thing is to not lose at Oakwell. So, uh, obviously, I think we'll go there with full confidence. I think we'll go there for the win. But a point's not a bad result there either. But I think, truth be told, if I'm honest, I think we'll nick it 1-0. I think we're going to nullify them and we're just going to hit them on the counter and we're going to keep charging towards the top, the, the first place. <laughs> Yeah, agreed. Jim Johnson on YouTube says we'll beat Barnsley 3-1. Gail Hattrick, I'm not sure if he'll uh, yeah, he'll be ready by then, Jim, but I like the I like the thinking. Um DB0800 has said Sibley is sucking in every position bar keeper. Now the striker role is is up. He is snubs, disgraced, let him go or play. Well, I think it was it was natural Ooh. that we played Barkays in there just from from his form. I suppose just quickly, Callum. Does Sibley mm. start against Barnsley up front? Mm, no, no. I, I, no. Although, although he scored a last-minute goal, I think that you, if you're going to stick with the two um, that were fit, I think it's got Barkays and, and Mendes Lang. I think it's just the the pace, getting in behind, the quick counter-attacking uh, play. Um, unless Sibley can go in uh, three. Uh, with obviously um, Bird and Alan Adams, maybe as a ten, like just sits behind them. Um, that's probably the only way I'd do it. Um, I think that him as a striker was just probably a last ditch call of getting him up there at the pitch and and trying to see do something different against Stevenage that we obviously were struggling to break it down. So I think rather than starting it, I think that's it. Yeah. I think just to add it, just to add to that though, with uh, with Sibley, I think he. He's better as an impact sub. So I think if we start him, I think we'll just end up losing the attacking impetus because we know Sibley can dribble with the ball and get into space. But the problem is is he's not really a focal point. I think if we're going to go toe-to-toe with Barnsley, I think we're better off starting off Barkas and Amendes Lang. Bring Sibley on with about 10 minutes to go. You never know, he might get the, the 1-0 win. Uh, he might get the, the important goal at Oakwell. So keep him as a sub for now. But again, as, as I said earlier, it's squad depth. We've got the options on the bench. So... I'm more than happy to sort of leave him on the bench and bring him on should we need a goal come the end, come the last 10, 15 minutes or so. Yeah, and Jake on YouTube says, put Sibley <laughs> up top next game with Nevenio Mendes-Lang. Start the team that finished. It's our strongest. Use Barky's pace late on. Now, um, just to let everybody know, we have obviously comments on YouTube, but we also have our private chat as well. And Jake is in that. Jake is pretty much messaging us on every means known to man, <laughs> in all fairness. So, Jake, if you are about, come back in. He's back. There he is. Hey! <laughs> I'm back. Finally. <laughs> was, this, was this just a weird kind of, um, what do they call it? I can't remember what, what they, call they call it. it? Like, Some plan, if everything, contingency plan. Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, yeah. Just, Disaster planning. You were just wondering what happened if you know you you died. But... I know now. Jake, let's get your prediction. Sorry, sorry, mate. I was very pleased when I restarted my computer, came back, and the episode was still going. Uh, so, <laughs> so that was great. Yeah. Um, prediction wise, I think it's going to be a really tough one. I think it's going to be a draw. I'm going to say one all. I think, like I said on the comment then, I, I hope we play the same team that finished the game uh, on Saturday. I think we'll have the impact down the wings. We'll be able to use Wilson to get forward. We'll need those outlets. And it's going to be really, really tough because Barnsley are a really good side. They're only just behind us. So we need to make the most of this opportunity. And as Vic said, it's definitely a promotion six-pointer. So I'm going to say I say it's a six-pointer. I think it's going to be one all. 
Um, I think they'll score early on. I think we'll grab one back. Who's going to score? Let's say Louis Sibley. Carry on is good yeah. for. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go with one all as well. I, I think that's probably going to be the the result. And actually, if you offered that that to me now, I'd definitely take it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I agree. I think Sibley's going to go on a bit of a purple patch and get some goals. And then um, Dwight Gale's going to be sitting on the bench thinking he should be over the road playing paddle rather than than uh, being <laughs> in the Pride Park Stadium. But no, it's been great. It's been uh, a bit of an issue. Jake, do you want to do the honours in, in saying goodbye? It feels right that <laughs> you're here. We're in the wrong order. This just feels you are wrong. As well. Cal, Cal, you're on the left, mate. You've got to do it. You've got to start it. Oh, God. What have I, what? I'm not ready for this. I don't, I don't even know if I can carry on the mantle of... Uh, from, uh, it's been such a, a car crash. Of, uh, <laughs> Um, no, it, it's it's been a great episode. Um, I think that we, as a fan base, need to get beyond the lads going into the back end of the season, going into a big game. Um, uh, if you obviously did enjoy, we are live on YouTube every single Sunday. Uh, we will have a preview going out for Barnsley. I don't know who's doing that. Anyone know who's doing that? It's Jake? me. Hey, <laughs> it's me. And we also... Wi-Fi. I know, I know. We've also got an episode coming out talking about Dwight Gale when you have obviously signs. I mean, if the EFL don't get in the way, that would be nice. But we'll have another one of those. I know you guys enjoyed the last one, so we've got another one of them. Sorry, Cal, carry on. Yeah, no, uh, it's just um, I think we've uh, we've got episodes coming out every single week, every single day, it seems. Um, got a real uh, conveyor belt. So we will love you and leave you. And uh, it's a goodbye from me. Uh, please subscribe and like if you did enjoy. Rate us five stars on Spotify as well. Thank you very much. Goodbye from me. If you work in Wi-Fi or you know connection <laughs> to internet, please get in touch. It's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. <laughs> Vic, where's your monologue? You oh, long wait, continue. <laughs> Let's <Yeah>. go. <laughs> up the Rams, up the Rams talk. Thank you very much, everyone. Jamie, you can sign us off as you hosted this. Go on. Yeah, but I'm not signed in, so you're going to have to end the stream, just so we know that. <laughs> Say bye. <laughs> Say bye so I can press it. <laughs> Goodbye. We'll see you soon. Up the bye. <laughs> Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.